0: Welcome to Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast, a podcast to help you connect with your highest self that features episodes combining psychology, spirituality, and energy healing. Please welcome your host, Xandra Haas, a spiritual wellness coach, psychotherapist, and psychic medium in Boulder, Colorado. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast this week. <laughs> it's so fun being able to do the podcasts and get them out into the world in this way, but also be able to put them on YouTube so that you can see me in person. It feels like a whole other way to connect, and I'm super excited about the process with it. So if you are a podcast listener but you also are a visual person like myself, feel free to jump onto my YouTube channel, which is Soul Essence Wellness Center. Hmm. so today <laughs> it feels like usually a couple days before I do my podcast there's always something that's brewing in my system I don't always know what it is and I try not to plan too far ahead of time because there's a there's a perfectionist energy that can kind of come up in me a little bit around like okay I want to make sure that I really speak to something that's happening and I find, and I don't know if you all notice this if you've been watching the um, YouTube videos, but I click play, I click record, and I just let it record and I speak and then I turn it off. (laughs) So I just kind of let it come through as it is and as it needs to be. Um, So thanks for hanging in there with me as my process has become sweeter and less perfectionistic. I think I've talked about that a lot in previous podcasts around the I usually think of perfection energy having to do with judgment and kind of this like overactive, sometimes doer energy, not really the divine masculine piece of doing. But anyway, today, today's a big day. And I think I say that a lot. So maybe we'll have another big day. But today feels big in the sense that today is about fear and Fear feels like something I see that's very, very close to love, as weird as it sounds. And I think I bring this in a lot. Sometimes there's this dichotomy where judgment or doubt and things like that are over here. And play and love can be on the other side. But I was sitting today kind of with myself and I was thinking about how fear is playing such a big role right now especially in our world and there's so much fear around what's next or what do I do or what's the best route or am I going to be safe right fear and safety can be really kind of connected in there and there's something really big that I'm feeling around fear and spirituality and fear and spirituality as you all know if any if you've studied history at all there's so much fear particularly around religion and around spirituality is just kind of a recent emerging i guess i mean spirituality has been around forever right spirituality connecting with the soul but having the privilege to be able to say i believe in this spirituality with without aligning with a particular religion or the consequences that came with that over history are huge, right? There's been countless wars against belief systems around religion, things like that, you know, people being murdered, genocide, lots, lots of these things. And so this feels like a really big topic, and I'm going to try really hard to kind of simplify it down because fear, I'm speaking from first person, but I'm also speaking from more of a practitioner standpoint as well, fear seems to be really intertwined as you're delving more and more into your spirituality. And the reason I bring fear up and the reason I left it as the last episode in this particular podcast series, so this one has been all about make magic, kind of really focusing in on certain emotions or belief systems or ways to really dig into that and overcome those things in order to connect in with spirit. So this is the last one of this particular season, though I do have some things I'm cooking up in the spiritual kitchen (laughs) for the next season. But the reason I leave fear to last is because it seems to me to be one of the biggest glues that holds everything together. So doubt, right? Judgment. What else have I talked about? You know, joy, all these different things that I've talked about. Fear kind of glues a lot of them together, right? Around I can't be joyful because I'm in a fear state about doubt, right? I can't actually connect in with love because I don't know if I trust myself and there's fear of if I trust myself and I'm wrong, what happens, right? I think most of the time, it's a very old feeling in people's systems, and it's very, very prominent when people start doing spiritual psychic work. And one of the big, prominent, kind of sticky, soupy feelings on the inside, especially as we're delving more and more into spirituality, is what if I'm crazy? What if I sense something or feel something or see something And it's not right, and I think it is, and I believe it, and I'm wrong, and I'm crazy. That's a really, there's a lot, a lot of energy around what if I'm crazy? I'm sure maybe you felt this before, right? Like something synchronistic or interesting happens, or you think about... Let's see here. You think about a person and then you see them at the grocery store and then you see another person that looks like them. And then you go on a social media and you see a post by them and you haven't seen that person or thought about them, you know, in five years, right? And so there's these weird synchronicities and there's that kind of feeling of ungroundedness of like, this doesn't have a particular formula. This doesn't have a particular pattern or it doesn't make sense, And unfortunately, it feels like as technology and as intelligence and all of these things are growing over time, there's this emphasis that everything has to make sense. I don't know if you feel that that's kind of a big thing with hypothesis and science and the scientific method, right? How do we make sure this is repeatable? How do we predict the outcomes, right? All of these things, but you can't predict spirit. Spirit doesn't work like that. There are higher levels of spirit excuse me, where like mathematics and things like that can sort of come in. But a lot of spiritual, a lot of intuitive pieces, that's why they call it the great mystery. That's why there's not necessarily a formula that all of us, you know, in our earthly selves can really figure out. Spirit is a really, really high frequency and one that we haven't always been able to understand. And when we've tried to understand it, we haven't understood it from a heart-centered way. And I say that because if you look over time, a lot of religions, even though there are books and scriptures and things that talk about love, a lot of people haven't really been able to sit there, right? Or like one particular rule or law or chapter of a book, it's like we really focus on that one, but we don't focus on the love thy neighbor as thyself one. We don't focus on these other pieces that really come down to the heart of love. So I'm really bringing up fear Today, and I'm again I'm gonna try to like move it down into simplicity because this is a huge, huge topic. But the reason I bring it up to you is because it seems to me that almost everyone on the journey to spirituality at one point or another falls into fear. It's so easy to fall into fear, it's so easy to fall into can I trust myself? Right? Fear, doubt, and trust. It's like the, three <laughs> like the three difficulties, the three hurdles that people have a really hard time getting over because number one, we have a society that hasn't really, at least the society I grew up in, the system that I grew up in, I'll speak to my experience. I didn't really have a society that promoted this intuitive speak a lot of it was how do I really understand things in a formulaic precision scientific type way and the problem is when we do that we really count out things that are happenstance we really get rid of things that are serendipitous we really get rid of things that are not prescribed in a way and so we end up actually feeling like we're craving that spaciousness that spontaneity That play, that creativity, play, spontaneity, creativity, intuition can have a lot of those pieces to it. And so I'm going to talk to you today about my own experience about working with fear and also give you the opportunity to connect in and kind of see fear from a different perspective. I'm a big fan of when fear comes up, how do we really see it for what it is? How do we see it as a messenger as you've heard me say before, whether it's anger, whether it's joy, whether we want to put a positive spin on an emotion or a negative, everything that we feel, everything that rises up as in the body is a message. And sometimes there are so many we have to kind of sort through and decide what to listen to. Some can feel more aligned in ourselves and some might actually be messages that are coming through that are difficult to hear. Like I've mentioned before, because of our programming, because of the way we've either learned to trust ourselves or the way we've learned not to trust ourselves. So in that mixture, right, of if we feel into something or we see something, the question always becomes, is it real? And what if it's not real? What does that mean about me then? So here's my story about those pieces. When I was probably five or six years old, my family moved into a brand new house. My parents are very, uh, in the beginning, blue collar people, very salt of the earth people, very, you know, growing up, millions of jobs, (laughs) lots of different experiences working in, you know, more of the labor industry, working more so in the sales industry. And my family was finally able to afford to build a house on their own when I was five. And so we moved into this house and instantly as a child, I started having really, really terrifying things happen internally for me because of how sensitive and what I was sensing into as a kid. I would sleep. I would try to go to sleep at night. I would lay in my bed and I would just, I would hear these footsteps down the hallway I would hear voices. I would look and into the room, into the corner of my bedroom, and I could see certain shadows. I could see certain things moving through the air, and there wasn't really a language for those things. No one ever really talked about those things. And for me, I just had to keep telling myself over and over, "This is just, you know, it's not real. It's not real. You know, it's scary, but it's not real." And over time. I eventually had to sleep with a nightlight on every single night because I wanted to be able, if I managed to fall asleep, I wanted to be able to wake up and look around my room and be able to verify to myself that no one was there. There was so much fear and this actually carried through until I would say I was about 14 years old where I finally figured out a way to shut off my reaction to these things and the only way i figured out how to go to sleep and i didn't really necessarily shut off the footsteps or the voices or all these different things that were happening right i actually just learned how to breathe (laughs) so i figured out if i put one pillow over this ear and i put another pillow over this ear what I ended up doing was taking huge deep breaths into my stomach so loud that I would breathe over the footsteps. I would breathe over those things. I would breathe over my fear and I would go to sleep. <laughs> so it's it's kind of funny to me because fast forward, you know a decade or more later and I was learning meditation when I was going to school to be a contemplative psychotherapist and so much of meditation is breathing that I just I kept falling asleep. I kept conking out because as I would tune into my breath, my body had built so much programming around, oh, when we breathe deeply like this, we fall asleep. So (laughs) you can laugh a little bit with me there. But So I had all these fearful things happening, right? It felt like I was feeling or seeing things that no one else really validated, that no one else really had that experience. And so there was a lot of fear that I developed growing up right away that I could not trust my experience. I couldn't trust these sensitivities. I couldn't trust these things. And, you know, beyond just hearing and seeing things, right, that are not on our frequency, that are on a different frequency that I was sensitive to... There was a lot of stuff happening as an empath, as a sensitive person, where not only, again, I could feel these otherworldly things, but I could just, in general, feel people's emotional shifts. I could feel what was going on for them. And again, I would always ask people if something was happening for them, and not a lot of people, especially when you're younger, actually know emotionally what's going on for them. They might feel tired, they might feel kind of icky or grumpy, but... As with children, sometimes if we don't have parents that teach us emotional language or ask us how we are or model expression, it takes a long time to figure out the soup of what's happening in us. Sometimes we really don't know. And so with those pieces, I could feel other people's emotional shifts. And I used to look at people and say, I'm so sorry, are you doing okay? And people would be like, I'm fine. Uh yeah, I'm good. And people would get annoyed. I probably asked too often, like, are you okay? Are you doing good? And I'd say I'm sorry a lot. My mom used to say, put sorry as my middle name when she would <laughs> sort of make fun of me. She would say, Allie Sorry Hawes is what she would say because my full name is Alexandra and the first part is Allie and the last name is Zandra. So if you've been wondering where Zandra comes from, it is the second half of my full name. But anyway, um so. There was so much for me growing up of feeling and sensing into things that were not validated. So there was so much fear around, I can't trust my basic experience. My basic experience isn't real. And I see this a lot, especially in the mental health realm, in the spiritual realm. There is so much around, I can't trust my experience. I can't trust what I'm feeling. And so when we start opening up spiritual connection, when we start trying to connect in with our soul, there can be some really fabulous things that happen, but there can be fear. We can have this experience of joy or connection or their soulfulness, right? If you ever have that like panoramic, uh, what do I call it? Like this kind of panoramic soul hello kind of feeling, the second part after that can really fall into fear. There can be a whole emotional process around, was that real Um, How do I figure this out? Can I have a formula? How do I do this again? Right? Where sometimes an addictive spiral can come in. If we have a really good feeling, we can get addicted to something and kind of move into that. That can be where kind of the spiritual materialism or even the kind of grasping on to psychedelics and certain psychoactive substances because we love the feeling of being a soul so much that we want that all the time. And so we kind of leave our body and we forget to come back. (laughs) But anyway, so... If I can really speak to this in a way that's clear, naturally, when you start doing spiritual work, fear is going to come up. Because for most of us, connecting in with spirit, having a spirit fullness, if someone in the family or your whole family didn't look at you and say, hey, you're a soul. Like you're this radiant being in this body that is on a really cool journey. And some of it's going to be really hard. Some of it's going to be really great, but it's a school. It's a classroom. It's a place for you to learn, but you cannot forget that you're a soul because it's going to make it a lot harder. It's going to make it harder to come back and sense that love in yourself because the core of you, the core of your soul radiates at the frequency of love. So it is this foundation. It is these roots That you can come back to if the body is scared, if something happens, if you go through a breakup, you know, if something happens to someone in your family, it's going back to the root, going back to that core essence. It's like a hug. Most of us don't have that. You know, I have really brilliant parents, but they weren't taught those things. You know, so when I'm talking about families and patterns and all that, there's not a sense of trying to shame our families for what they did and didn't give us. It's just the fact that like if your family hadn't carried that down in lineage, it's going to be really hard to have that, right? So we have to give some grace to our families. We have to give some sense of I forgive you to our families. But then it becomes our job to reach out and heal and learn these things in ourselves so that we continue to pass this on and we really can evolve our world. So if you're in a place where you're going through a lot of spiritual evolution in a way, or there's things opening, or you can feel that kind of call. There's a lot of people that will message me and say, I've been pushing this down over time. I've been pushing my gifts down. I've been hiding this. I've been pushing it away because it wasn't safe, right? It wasn't a place where that was validated. And that's actually really smart. I'm a big fan. If, if you're growing up in a family and it there, there's not a havingness for a certain energy, Yeah, maybe you need to put it away for a little while because if you don't have validation for it, it's going to make it harder to come back to, right? It's going to have a lot of shame around it. So some people are super, super wise and they bury it, right? Almost like burying a treasure in the backyard. Like, I'm going to come back for you, but I can't have you yet. And I had to do that. So I don't know if you're a treasure barrier as well, but there's a lot of people that are psychic, that have been able to actually hold that frequency throughout their lives. And there are some of us that feel it really strongly. And in order to survive, we have to push it down. We have to pack it away because there's also so much fear of, I don't want to be crazy. I don't want to look crazy. I don't want to be different. It's already hard enough for me to make friends or be in the world. Why would I come out with this is like a scarlet letter on me? Which it can feel like that. It can feel like, sensitivity and empathy and all of these things it can actually feel like a weakness especially some of our culture science some of these methodological some of these sort of methods formulaic you know sort of precision pieces around this equals this emotions and empathy and all of these things are very hard to calculate it's an intelligence in itself but these are not things that we can quantify necessarily at this time so If you were a person that hid that away, it's okay. It's absolutely 100% okay. If you buried some of the spirituality, the empathy, the sensitivity to survive, I'm here to say like, bravo, that is super, super courageous. Like, congratulations, like you made it through. But sometimes that energy, that treasure in the backyard, it starts calling to us. It starts feeling like a soul hello. It starts feeling like an echo. When we finish a chapter, when we go through a certain learning experience, sometimes there are things that will start coming up in us. Right before, or sorry, right after I graduated uh, my degree, I ended up working with a lot of different people, a lot of different age groups, a lot of different populations of people that needed different types of mental health support. And one of those places I worked with elders, people that were in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, That we're struggling with Alzheimer's and dementia. And it was really, really profound for me to see that a lot of the energy that we don't work with as kids actually comes through when we're older. Because when we're children, it's almost like, hey, I can't really work with this energy. And so we stick it in the body. It gets stuck somewhere in different places. And as we're getting older and we're waiting and we're getting closer and closer to leaving the planet, the body is really smart and it says, oh my gosh, we want to release this energy. We want to let go of this experience. And so I would see people that were experiencing Alzheimer's and dementia and some of these kind of different, difficult neurological and physical conditions, reliving experiences, really releasing energy that was old, whether that was anger, whether that was sadness. Some people I would see almost revert to almost five years old when sometimes a traumatic incident happened. It's like there's so much in the body that can kind of come up. And so if you're in a place where something similar like that is happening, or there's that spiritual emergence happening, sometimes it can feel like a spiritual emergency because there can be so much that's wanting to come through, but it's really hard for it to come through without fear. So the reason that I bring this up is because you're hearing my experience of having to work through a massive fear my whole life. When I started really reclaiming a lot of my empathy and sensitivity in a way where I could own it as a frequency in the body, it was actually very, very difficult to do because there was a pattern, there was a voice, there was a particular kind of being that I had developed in my mind that would come in and try to stop it because it was like, you know, you've done this before, we don't want to go into this, you know, we can't really trust ourselves here. Do you remember the last time that happened? You didn't sleep for days, for weeks, Right? There can be all of that old fear that comes up that we haven't really worked through. But it means if it's coming up, it's coming out. It means that you're ready to release those things to go onto your healing journey. A few years ago, I said, I want to completely trust myself 100%. Please be careful if you say this with a lot of passion and a lot of drive, because you literally get that. You get challenges that push against you trusting yourself. You get experiences where fear comes up all the time, where you wondering whether or not, you know, reality (laughs) is actually working in your favor. I've had physical things come up and then go away fast. There's all these energies that you move out in the body. And I don't want to scare you when I say this, but sometimes spiritual work, there can be this like spiritual materialism piece around like I'm going to really connect in with my spirit and it's going to be so easy and there are some such brilliant moments it is getting easier and easier over time as I continue to do big bigger and bigger work but sometimes in order to get there we have to release the energy that's stuck we really have to let it go so there's some big medicine here and really being able to let things go to let fear go And a lot of people, to be honest with you, don't know how to let the picture of fear. Am I crazy? What do I do here? Can I trust myself? All of that, all of those things are old stories. None of those things are real. Maybe they were real at one time. Maybe someone invalidated you. Maybe you had a really spiritual experience And you had a really religious family that said that's not real or that's demonic or, you know, there's a lot of different lenses we can put on spiritual experiences. But it is so, so important to let yourself, if you're feeling fear around it, really come back to abiding in love. This is one of the biggest, biggest keys that I will leave you with in terms of dealing with fear. Like I mentioned, the soul and that core essence energy is made of love. The fabric of our universe is a very high frequency that we're only just beginning to learn how to tap into. I think there's a reason why they're trying to make technology faster and faster, to up the frequency faster and faster. At higher frequencies that our planet, again, is trying to tap into and connect with, love is radiates really really high it's that expansiveness it's that brilliance we love love in this culture but oftentimes love isn't there without pictures without ego and so when you are working with fear in terms of spirituality in terms of connecting with yourself in terms of this massive question around am i crazy what if I see something and it's not real? This is the piece. This is the process that I will give you that worked for me. And the first step is making sure that you're coming back and you're connecting to yourself. Fear often comes up when we're disconnected from ourselves, And same with doubt, like I mentioned before. Doubt, mistrust, all of these things, if we're really connected into our center, if we're connected into a place of love, a lot of times fear naturally lifts. You don't have to work so hard to get rid of fear if you're connected with yourself. You might still see it spiraling out there. Even when I do a lot of spiritual work or I do a meditation and I connect into this brilliance, this kind of soul essence, this being of love, I can still see the fear, but it feels like it's out here. It feels like it's out around where I can see like, oh, I see a lot of people are really fearful about COVID right now. And I can see it sort of out and around me. And I send a lot of neutral, loving energy towards it. I send a lot of soul hellos. You're enough. It's going to be okay. We're in this together. It's okay. I send a lot of those things, but I don't become the fear frequency. When you become the fear frequency, it's so easy to block your own intuition. It's so easy to mistrust yourself. It's so easy for all these other questions. Once you start being in a frequency of fear, it can feel like a domino effect, it's like, first I have fear, and then I have doubt, and then I have mistrust, and then I wonder if I'm doing it right, and then I question everything that I'm doing, and then I get sad because I don't feel enough. And when I don't feel enough, all these beautiful things I'm trying to manifest, whether it's a new you know, workout strength-building routine, whether it's eating better, whether it's getting better at communication and relationships, I no longer feel enough for all those things. It's just this massive, massive domino effect That can take place. And so if you feel fear or that kind of anxious, kind of I don't know, doubt starts coming in, that is the moment where you drop everything and you connect with yourself. This is a lot of the time where meditation practice comes in for people. Because when you sit quietly with yourself, you start peeling away these layers. You start realizing that they're not real. None of these things, this doubt, this fear, all of this, we have to let it go. In order to really connect with your spiritual heart center, in order to know your deepest, highest frequency as a spirit, you have to let those things go. And if you're holding on, that's okay. You don't want to judge yourself for it. You don't want to go in a shame place around it. But it's reminding yourself like, oh, this isn't my path anymore. And so I'm a big fan Of treating things like an experiment. Sometimes I forget. And I recently had a really lovely friend. I was sitting with her and talking to some ideas about different kind of projects I'm working on. And she was like, Why don't you treat it as an experiment? And I was like, Oh my gosh, I tell people this all the time. And look at me here forgetting, right? This thing that I value so much. So this is also for me as I'm saying this and also you. But If you can treat things like an experiment, it takes the pressure off of getting things right and we kind of move past perfection energy. So to recap, just some bullet points for you here, just so we can lead up to this part. What I've gone over in this podcast, in this video, is that as spiritual connection with yourself and your soul emerges, if you have any kind of mistrust or fear, around feeling crazy or wondering if you can trust yourself or just in general anxiety and fear around spirit, especially if you grew up in a religious family, naturally that fear is going to come out. And that's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It actually maybe means you're doing it right. Because again, as we're making room for a higher frequency in the body, we're letting another one go. Right It's almost like the visual of like if we're washing the dishes and the sink like you know the water gets all dirty, we need to get rid of some of the water so that we can put new water in. You are literally rinsing out your system, you are letting certain things go. You can't keep adding more spiritual water, <laughs> you know, and then it's gonna overflow. We need to let some of the other things out, so that's a recap that's sort of the main part I wanted to tell you all about, and then once you are able to really assess and see your fear. The second part is doing things that get get yourself in connection with that true sort of love place. In the last episode, I talk about using play to find an answer. And so there's a little bit of an overlap here around how do I connect with myself and be in a place of love? You know, sometimes for me, if I'm going around and too fast during my day, (laughs) I think I've said this before. Sometimes I take a pillow and a blanket and I lay on the ground and I breathe and I remind myself, Zandra, you're a soul. Zandra, it's going to be okay. There's a lot of people that love you. Don't forget. A lot of times coming back to love is not finding love, it's reclaiming that. It's kind of like an amnesia. Like we forget that we're a soul. We forget that that frequency is love. And so the more that we remind ourselves to come back to it, the easier it is to come back to it and the less and less fear that we have. It doesn't mean that we're without fear, we're happy all the time, or we just bypass it. It means that we can see fear, but we can look at it more in a way of neutrality. We can say, Oh, I see fear and I see this as an energy, but I'm not going to take it on and swallow it and become the fear. Because when we're in a place of fear, we usually aren't creating great things. We're not usually creating things that are going to help other people. Usually, if we're coming out of a place of fear, There's violence that can be involved. There's aggression that can be involved. There's oppression that can be involved. We don't want to do things out of fear because when we're doing things out of fear, we're disconnected to ourselves. And so again, if fear is coming through, you are detoxing disconnection from yourself. So if you're feeling fear, there should be a red flag that goes off of, oh, I'm feeling fear. This is an opportunity for me to release this. And the way that I release this is connecting in with myself and coming back into a place of love. And again, you know, probably in some deeper ways, what are the experiences that help you connect in with your essence? They help you feel fun, playful, creative. They give you that moment where you go, oh, there I am. Oh my gosh, I missed me. What are the things that you do that help you really tap into who you are? We all have these special things that we do. And again, the last podcast that I talked about really talks about creative energy and play. So again, this is a reminder. Loving yourself comes through creativity. It comes through doing things that brings your heart joy. And so if you're able... As you're going through these spiritual growth periods, as you want to dig into more of your tools, more of these sensitivities, these psychic abilities, right? There's a whole realm of things. Sometimes we can hide away until a later point. If you want to unpack those things, but there's so much fear involved, coming into a place of love, into a place of connection, reminding yourself in any way that you can, is going to be super beneficial so that you don't have to take the fear so seriously. We wanna be able to look at the fear. We wanna be able to look at it, see it as it is, shake its hand and say, thank you. Thank you for being a messenger. And I'm not gonna take this on. I'm not gonna match this frequency because it's not who I am. It's not who you are. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, for watching this YouTube video. Sometimes I have a lot of people that listen to these videos and they say, oh my gosh, I really do want to connect in with love, but I feel like I have to release this first. I feel like there's a certain trauma or there's a certain energy that I need to move through first. And they contact me and we work together as a way to have more support to do this. I am sending you so much love through this microphone, through this camera that you have what you need. And sometimes... As we're realizing that and as we're upping our frequency and remembering who we are, sometimes it's nice to have people next to us and around us on the path to remind us of that too. So if you're one of those people that wants extra support, please feel free to reach out to me. Like I said, I have a podcast, which is Soul Essence Wellness Center, and it's on Apple, Spotify, Google, but I think a bunch of other streaming platforms as well as my website, which is soulessencewellnesscenter.com And you can also check this out on YouTube under Soul Essence Wellness Center. Thank you so much for listening. As always, sending you so, so much love. Thanks for joining us this week on Soul Essence Wellness Center's podcast. Make sure to visit Zandra's website, SoulEssenceWellnessCenter.com, to find more resources about how to transform your life. Zandra is available for private coaching, energy healings, psychic readings, and much more.